Hello adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. The History of Ravenrock, Volume 1, by Lyran Taleno. Forward. Ravenrock is one of the more interesting colonies of Morrowind of the last two centuries. So much has happened to this tiny town in such a short amount of time, and so many lives have been affected by it, I felt it necessary to describe its rich history within these volumes. During my research, I lived in Ravenrock for almost three years, and I got to know many of my fellow Dunmare who call Ravenrock their home. I hope that my readers will appreciate the amount of fortitude and perseverance that it must take to endure life in such an inhospitable and untamed land. Ravenrock was founded in 3rd era 427 by the East Empire Company in response to the discovery of a rich ebony mine on the southern edge of the island of Solstheim. The construction of the town took several months, and the mine immediately started yielding ebony ore that the miners shipped to Windhelm in Skyrim. By 3rd era 432, the town was home to over 30 people, all of whom depended on the mine for their livelihood. At this time, Ravenrock was almost exclusively inhabited by Imperials and a few Nords who were drawn to the mine's wealth. When the Oblivion Crisis arose in 3rd era 433, Ravenrock remained largely untouched by Mehrunes Dagon's forces, and work continued as usual. The bulk of the Imperial Guard that was stationed in Ravenrock was recalled to Cyrodiil to fight the invading forces, but a few soldiers remained behind in order to protect the ebony mine from bandits. It's uncertain whether any Oblivion gates ever opened on Solstheim, as there appears to be no record of such an event ever occurring there. In the first year of the Fourth Era, after the destruction of the Aldrun, many of the Dunmer Great Houses sent out small groups of their own to seek places to re-establish themselves. House Redoran's group was led by Brara Morvain, who immediately struck out for Solstein. After some quick negotiations with the East Empire Company, and some speculate quite a bit of coin changing hands, Brara's group was allowed to settle in Ravenrock, where they quickly became a part of the mining colony's way of life. The Dunmer proved to be both hardworking and reliable when it came to working in the mines, impressing the East Empire Company and solidifying their relationship. All was going quite well until that fateful day in 4th Era 5, when the Red Mountains suddenly erupted sending a massive blast across the Sea of Ghosts that struck Solstheim with its full fury. Ravenrock was heavily damaged by this wave of force, which toppled several of its stone structures and obliterated many of the wooden ones. Ironically, the mine once again proved to be the town's saving grace, as most of the population of Ravenrock was working underground at the time and was completely shielded from the blast. This event wasn't without cost, however. Ravenrock was heavily dependent on the nearby Fort Frostmoth for its defense, but the eruption had almost completely wiped it from the face of Solstheim. The few soldiers that survived took up residence in Ravenrock itself and attempted to set up a makeshift garrison there, but these scant few were hardly a match for potential threats to their town. With the East Empire Company's permission, Brara brought in some of House Redoran's elite Redoran guard to fill the void. The guard proved to be an ideal replacement for the fallen Imperial soldiers and have been guarding the town ever since. <laughs> 